Welcome to the Scars to Your Beautiful Purpose. I am Zari Cox. You are listening to Sherwin Gardner. Because of you. Sherwin Gardner, he's on Instagram, on Twitter, is he still on Twitter and Facebook? Um, an amazing gospel artist, one of my good friends, and I love to introduce people to new music and new artists. So go check him out. Continuing on on my series, understanding the purpose and power of prayer, I. Last episode, I spoke about the 12 action steps to prayer, and I'm going to recap, recap that for a bit. Uh, I was, I think I stopped at number eight, and I'm going to move on to number nine. So the 12 action steps to prayer are, first, to become silent. We need to be still and to gather ourselves. And if your spirit, body, mind, and emotions are separated, then you will be unable to pray God's will with singleness of purpose. Silence helps bring you into unity with God. Number two, give adoration. Worship God for who he is. King of all the earth, your creator, your savior, your all in all. Number three, make confession. Agree with God about what he says to you and about you. Don't dwell on past sins, but obey God immediately when he shows you that you are wrong. Number four, give thanks. Offer sacrifices of praise to God with a free heart for all that he has done for you. Number five, make supplication. As God shows you 
what he desires wholeheartedly, agree with him in prayer to fulfill his will. Number six, specify petitions and requests. When you ask God to do something for you, bring evidence relevant to the case in the form of God's will and word through specific intentional communication. Number seven, secure the promises. When you petition the Lord, take God's promises before him, applying them to the specific requests you are making, then hold on to God's promises. Number eight, and this is where I stopped the on the last episode, plead the case. Don't beg or moan before God, but pray intelligently because you rightfully deserve the answer based on God's promises. So now I'm going to continue on number nine is belief. This is a difficult one for many of us, right? Believe as in the parable of the unjust judge we just looked at, right? God says that after we plead, we are to believe. Axing in itself doesn't cause you to receive, right? These words from the passage of Mark 11 this is another mini seminar on prayer. It goes, have faith in God. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe. And what's the next phrase? That you have received it. Do you see the E-N, the E-D on received, when you ask, believe right then and there that you have already received it. It is possible to ask for something in prayer and not believe. We do it all the time. We usually give up too soon. In the book of Daniel, um, Daniel prayed that the same day he prayed, the answer was on its way. However, Daniel didn't know that. You can read uh, Daniel 10, 10, 14 and 923. What did Daniel do? He kept praying. After 21 days, an angel arrived with the answer. The point is, Daniel didn't say, well, it's been 10 days now. This thing doesn't work. I'm going back to doing what I have been doing. No, Daniel believed that if God said something, it was supposed to happen. He wasn't going to stop praying until it was manifested. He was going to preserve until he saw with his own eyes. Do you believe that when you prayed last night, what you prayed for last night is going to happen? I want you to confess something. Say, Lord, I believe. You might not be a believer all the way. Maybe you tend to, to doubt. When you start doubting, though, be honest, like the father of the demon-possessed boy, and say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Mark 9, 24. That's a good prayer. We can't let doubt enter into our prayers. It will short circuit them. James 1, 5 to 7 goes, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to them, to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts, is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind, that man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. Instead, when you believe that you have received what you asked for, it will be yours. Number 10, give thanks. After you have believed, offer thanksgiving again. Let's compare the two thanksgivings, right? 
there is a progression in prayer. The first thanksgiving expresses your appreciation for God's forgiveness and mercy. The second thanksgiving is the highest form of faith. You thank God for what you didn't yet see because you believe it is already done. That takes faith. If you truly believe that when you prayed, you received what you asked for, then you will start thanking him. We're not to wait until we see the manifestation of our answers before expressing our gratitude. In fact, you don't show God that you really believe until you thank him. We do this for humans, but we don't do it for God. For instance, suppose you go to the bank and talk to the manager about getting a loan. The banker approves the loan and says, consider it done. The money will be deposited into your account. You don't see the money. You don't know if he did it or not. Yet, what do you say? Thank you very much. Then you go and do your business. Based on the banker's word, God says, do the same for me. Thank me before it is even registered on your account statement. Why? If we believe God, then the answer will come. Oftentimes, we blocked the answers to our prayers. The answer was coming, but we walked away saying, I'm not wasting my time believing that anymore. What happens then? The man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. James 1, 7. Don't block your prayers. Start giving thanks and thank God until the answer manifests itself. If someone asks you tomorrow, how are you doing? Just say, I'm thanking him for what I have received. If you are asked, how are you feeling? Say, I am feeling good. Why? I am thanking God for what is going to be manifested. When you respond like that, you start attracting angels. The Bible says, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? Hebrews 1.14. You can close all your prayer times with thanksgiving because what you have asked for has already been received. It just hadn't been received yet for other people to see. Number 11, live in expectation. Continue in a spirit of thanksgiving by living in expectation of the answer to your prayer. Don't forget what you have prayed. My life has changed as I have personally applied this principle more and more as I walk with the Lord. He teaches me foundational truths that make a significant difference in my life. If you believe you are going to be blessed financially, if you expect God to bless you, then I suggest you do something similar to what I did. Several years ago, I said to him, I wanted to open a new account, right? And it was like, for what? For something I expect. I had several different accounts in that bank, but I said, this one is different. This is my blessing account. I'm expecting God to bless me. And I'm going to prove to him that I expect it by actually giving him somewhere to put it. If I put it in my checking account, I might not keep it. If I put it in the loan account, it might, not, it might get lost. I'm going to give God a target where he can aim the blessings. After I open that account, I get what I get because he has blessed me. And thank you, Jesus. Many times people come to me, you know, and they say, you know, um, they say to me, oh, I'm praying for this. I'm praying for a job and I can't wait to God for bless me with a job. And I ask, have you submit applications? Like, did you apply for jobs? Because... We need to follow God's lead. And if we're asking him for something, we have to actually do the work to, for him to position 
those things that we're praying for, right? So we need to follow God's leaving, but too often sometimes we're lazy and we don't believe. We need to knock. If you believe that God will give you a job, then fill out every application you can because God is going to bring one of them to you. If the employer doesn't know you're there, how can he call you for an interview? Live in expectation. If you ask God to provide you with a car so you can drive to church to worship him and you believe God heard you, then go shopping. Don't go back to church saying, well, the Lord will arrange it. Go to the car lot and look around. Why? You expect God to do something. Perhaps you're praying for a spouse. Look your best. That person might show up today. If you don't expect, that means you don't believe. Make arrangements for your answer. Prepare. Perhaps you are praying for new furniture. Believe God and make room for it in your house. Do you need God to bless you with some new clothes this year? Start giving your old clothes away. If somebody asks, what are you doing? Say, I'm making room for my answer. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurable more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power, that is at work within us. Number 12, practice active belief. The last step is to practice active belief, which shows you our living expectation. It is what Jesus meant by seeking and knocking. In Luke 11, 1, when the disciples asked, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus proceeded to teach them a model prayer. The nine verses part of his discourse on prayer. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Jesus is telling us, don't stop after you pray. Get up and go look for what you ask for. You will find it if you seek it. It may be behind some closed doors. If that is the case, then knock. If you believe it is yours, or it is supposed to be yours, or it is rightfully yours. No door or barrier can stop what God has for you. When the devil tries to hold it back, just keep persisting until the door falls down. According to the word of God, if you knock, it will come to pass. This is the meaning of active prayer. Again, if you are believing God for a new house, then go looking, drive around the neighborhoods that have the kind of house you want. Use your faith in proportion to your confession. Say, God, I believe you for this. Then go seek it. Call realtors and ask, what do you have on the market? Ask people who live in the area that you like to let you know about any of their neighbors who might be putting their homes for sale on the market. Right? Sometimes the answer might come in forms of goods that have been repossessed from their former owners. Let me explain what the Lord shared with me about repossessed things. When the Israelites came into the promised land, they needed a home. The Canaanites were already living there. Why did God drive them out and move Israel in? It is because the Canaanites were the most diabolical, pagan, evil people in the Bible. Thousands of babies died every year by the hands of the Canaanite priests. When a Canaanite wanted a good luck, he would take his baby to the priest to be sacrificed. The blood of the child would fall to the ground until the land had been corrupted by the Canaanites' practices. They lost the land because they abused it. This basic principle holds true today. There are people who haven't been living right, and so their property has been taken away. God is going to give their property to the righteous. However, take note, this property needs to be used to bless not only ourselves, 
but also others because we too could get moved out. Remember what happened when the Israelites began to corrupt the land where they with their abominations, God said, in effect, I'm going to scatter you out of the land. Yet he also said, if you obey me, I'll bring you back. You can read in Nehemiah 1, 8-9. These names in the Bible, Lord. I want you to practice active belief and continue to live before God in holiness and truth. God will bless you as you act, as you seek, and as you knock. Grow in grace and knowledge. As you learn how to pray according to biblical principles, you will become a powerfully effective believer. Use what I've shared with you, these 12 action steps as a guide to prayer and make sure everything in your life is in order according to God's will and purpose. I'm excited about what God is going to do in your life as you apply these principles and as you grow in the grace and knowledge of God and his ways. Right? I want to thank the Heavenly Father for giving us principles for prayer in his word. Psalms 119.15 says, I meditate on your percepts and considered your ways. Don't allow us to walk away from your truths and forget them. Help us to study these principles and consider carefully your ways as revealed in your word. Then encourage us to step out in faith to put these principles into practices in our lives. As we do, we thank you for answering our prayers and doing immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to your power that is in and work without us. Ephesians 3.20. We pray this in the name of Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Amen. I want you to ask yourself. Do I take the time to quiet myself before the Lord prior to prayer? Or do I usually pray hurriedly just to get through one more task in my day? Do I pray sporadically and haphazardly? Or do I pray purposefully according to God's word? And is there any sin in my life that I'm trying to justify? I want you to take these action steps for me. This week, gradually begin incorporating the 12 action steps in your prayers. If you have been justifying wrongdoing in your life, agree with God that it is a sin and truly repent by turning from it and asking God to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Take one thing you are praying for, start living in expectation of it, and practice active belief. Anticipate that what you pray for according to God's word will happen and make arrangements for the answer. I will continue next week on the purpose and power of prayer um, with talking about hurdles to, to answer prayers. Before I go, I wanted to thank you all for listening. Thank you for uh, continuing to share the podcast. I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I want to talk about the exciting project that I have done completing and waited for it to, to be ready for um, full production, print and ebooks and all these good stuff. My next upcoming book, The Awakening Poet, that will be me. Um, there's a whole meaning of why I chose the, the title of the book to The Awakening Poet. Poetry was not something I always wrote. Um, 
but I enjoy poetry. I love it. I know that I've heard that um, a few of my my family members from way back when um, were authors and poets, and that made me really excited to know. Um, and so from watching a lot of poets, I follow a lot of poets on Instagram and got a close to to them to see their art and their work. And I was invited one time to write a poem to be in a collaboration, which I did. And, and I did that. And then so it was encouraged a lot for me to write by by my friend my co-host of two chairs one chat uh rudolph turban um aka rudy encouraged a lot about writing poetry um and so i would pick the pen up or my or my uh phone in my notes and i would just start writing because i'm a one of those learners that i can watch and learn something but I also believe that that was already inside of me. Um, that was just, I needed, like I said, there was all, a whole lot of seeds inside of us. The ones that get water will start to sprout and come to life. And I think this was one of the seeds that was buried inside of me to write. Because I'm already a writer. I'm already an author. So I think another part of me uh, came to life with writing poetry. I believe that as time go on, my first poetry book, I probably will have more because I believe every day that skill set, that, that seed, that, that gift, it becomes better. Um, and so it's the same thing for anyone that's writing. The more and more books you write, the more and more better they are. And so for me, I think that um, writing my first poetry book, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of that in particular to actually have a poetry book. Really, really proud of myself for that. I thank God for the opportunity to be able to do it and to be able to share with all of you um, my poems. And trust me, that's just the book. I have so many, many, many more pieces. I am constantly writing. I'm that writer, that poet, that author that can pick up mostly my phone because, you know, um, when I do my Bible study, I like to write with my pen. But every other writing, it's either on the keyboard, the computer, or my phone in my notes. Um, so I do things differently when I... When I um, do my Bible study, I use a pen and paper. And then when I do my writing, I do it on a computer or in my phone. So my poems are in my phone and I'm constantly writing. There's so many new pieces that I've written that I have not shared with anyone. But I believe it it will get it will help me to get much better in in my poetic form. Um, I think it's interesting that I have, when I'm looking back at things and I'm saying to myself, wow, so now you're about to publish your first poetry book, nothing but poems in it. Well, that's great. Um, I'm not the person who jumps up and down like that, but I do get excited and um, I, I really get, I'm happy. I'm glad that God uses me because my poet, my poems 
are not only about love. Well, God is love, and that's an amazing thing. Um, so it's about love. It's about there's spiritual pieces in there. There's a whole host of different types of poems. Um, I can write, and I'm happy to say that about myself, I can pretty much write any type of poetry. It's how I want to present myself. It's kind of like I can do erotic, I can do nasty, I can do love, I can do spiritual, I can do all of that, but it's what I choose to do. Um, and so that's, I like that part. I like that about the fact that I can go into any lane I choose to. That's a gift. That's a blessing. I'm grateful to God for it. Um, I don't like to be limited. And I like the fact that God created me this way. Um, I don't like to get bored either. I don't like to see the same things being like be repeated, right? Um, give me something else. Like, you know, we are amazing human beings. We have so much inside of us, but I think sometimes we don't let it out. So this may be the, the, the place where I encourage you to look within yourself and to push for different things. Don't, don't get locked in a box and don't let people box you off either. Um, I have noticed things, um, and people, how they love to box you off. Like, you're in this lane and you should stay in this lane. Well, sorry for you. I'm not the one that's going to listen to that because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's like my biggest weapon. So there's that. So I will encourage you if there's anything inside of you that you have been keeping down or keeping quiet about. And just express yourself and be free and live Especially if God, you know, it's a gift from God and use it, use it and ask him, you know, ask him to make sure that you're using it in the right way, in the right form um, as for as is his will for you. So look out for The Awakening Poet that's coming out. It's going to be available wherever books are sold. I'm pretty excited about that. You guys know I'm always writing. I'm a writer at heart. It's just a beautiful thing to be able to create um, and for me, I'm in my creative zone. You know, I am working on two different books and I like to go back and forth with each one because it gives me that I'm not like stuck in a box. Like I can, I can one night I can continue on writing on this one. Next night I can continue writing on that one. So look forward for more books from me. And I pray for you, all of you that you find the things that you're passionate about and you embrace them and you go do it. That's what I want. I want that for all of you who listens to this podcast. Go get yours. Go do what you were created to do. It's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing thing. You know, just don't get stuck in a box. Break free. Break free. That's the word for today. Break free. <laughs> um, so anyway, thank you all for listening to this Carsey Beautiful Purpose. I am Zari Cox, author of two books, The Scars I Come With and The Child Within. And as you heard me say, The Awakening Poet is soon to be in the bookstores and bookshelves everywhere and anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super excited about that. Um, so you can follow me at I am Zari Cox. 
And yeah, lots more to share with you besides writing. But mum's the word, mum's the word. Thank you for listening to this car. I see a beautiful purpose. I am going to close out with Sherwin Gardner. You said I shall not die.